Good morning, and welcome to this week's episode of Trending. We're trying something new for this week's show. We want to continue to bring you new episodes each week. We do realize that this may not always be possible, but on Monday, Governor Lee extended the stay-at-home order until April 30th. So this week's guest will be joining me via telephone. And that guest is Putnam County Assessor Property, Steve Pierce. Steve and his office have been very busy the past few weeks. But before we discuss all that's going on in his office and throughout the county, how's your family doing, Steve? Doing good. Doing good. Everybody just staying in, going to work, doing any, anything essential, and that's it. So everybody's well, and that's, that's a good thing. Good deal. Uh, and good morning, and thank you for being here. I know that, that you are busy in the office. I know that there's a lot going on. The county government does not stop especially in your office, uh, considering all the things you do for the county and your responsibilities and your staff. So I appreciate you taking the time, uh, joining me through phone, and I, I think this is going to be great. We'll get through it just fine. I've got great people, uh, and I, I sometimes don't recognize them, but producers Billy Mack and Marsha Lee are wonderful. They take care of me, and, and the only reason um, this is successful is because of them, so I, I appreciate them. I, I want to start, uh, Steve, with, of course, the, the governor just come out a couple of days ago and, and extended the stay-at-home order till April 30th. We don't know what's going to happen after that, and, and but we know that county government has been moving forward. Uh, your office has been open, and, and your workers, your employees are working. But how has the COVID-19 pandemic and the governor's executive orders changed the daily operations in your office? Well, it's changed early on. I know that as elected officials, um, Mayor Porter called us together, and we met and talked about uh, what precautions and things, what we would do at certain levels. And it's changed a lot that we're trying to keep exposure down from as, as few people in the office but still operate the office. And we're still operating daily just like we were. We do have enough functions that uh, could be done from home. So we sent about five employees home with either laptops or able to remote into their computer. Um, and work. Our field staff are working shifts to where uh, four of them, two are outside in the field and two are inside. Those two inside are spread apart in different offices. Um, and in fact, myself, I worked two days uh, from home this week myself, and me and uh, some of the uh, supervisors are, are working, uh, trading out days like that, letting them work at home. Uh, they can. And uh, I am also, I've, I can remote into my computer. Uh, from uh, the office computer from home. So I'm doing that and able to have all uh, my documents and things that I need and uh, trying to do that as much as I can, just trying to keep, uh, again, keep the exposure of anybody being in the office much at all, keep the personnel numbers low. But, yeah, still run the office. We've got calls coming in. You can call us. You can email us. We can email about any document that uh, we deal with or anybody needs, maps, anything. We can email those. Uh, fax those so and we're still obviously answering the phone anybody can call us anytime if we miss the phone call because of limited staff just leave a, a message we'll call back so business uh continues not necessarily as usual but business continues and, and as you said the and we talked about with a couple officials i've had on from putnam county and i'm going to get to some other counties in the next couple of weeks it's just a little bit harder uh to get them either here or on the phone because they're the mayors and some other officials are, are obviously like you and the officials here in putnam staying busy with questions and and how do we move the county forward and what's revenue looking like so and you and i are actually going to talk quite a bit about revenue because you have a lot to do with that and then some people may not understand that we're going to get into that but the courthouse is officially closed doors but you're open for business for people to call in if they need to but your preference is obviously emails phone calls uh 
you know, they can fax things in. That's the preference, I'm assuming, for your office at, at this point. Sure. You know, most everything we can do, we would really like to do it in that manner uh, to follow the CDC uh, precautions that are they've put out. Uh, the health departments has put out some information, uh, precautions we should try to put in place, and we've tried to do that. And we really want to do that over the phone or through email. We can do most of those things. Uh, also, uh, we've uh, we've had this week we've had uh, IT has now only Zoom on our computers uh, for a big part of the staff where we could have staff meetings uh, at different locations if we had to. So uh, that is the preference. Yes, we can. We when we still want to take care of concerns, although and you know personal property is really a, a critical time right now. And we have about four thousand accounts uh, of personal property returns that come in March first and they have to be entered by this next week is, is kind of a deadline day for that to be entered in the computer. And so those most of those from home are working on laptops doing that. We've had one of supervisors carrying paperwork from one to another, uh, quality controlling those at the same time. And he's been taking precautions once he you know delivers paperwork or picks some up from somebody too. So. I'm glad you mentioned IT because uh, our IT department in the county is wonderful. Jeff and and Brian and those those uh, those employees there in that office have done a great job. They greatly assisted the county commission last month, actually on the 30th, March 30th, with our commission meeting. And because you know the governor's executive orders then were basically saying don't gather ten or more, and so we have 24 member commission. And we're looking at how to meet like we're supposed to, like a county government in the law says shall meet. And I, you know, refer, I reach out to, to Mayor Porter and we reach out to the IT department and we, we get it to where we're on a conference call and Twin Lakes helped us with that greatly. But I had to have Jeff and Brian there to make sure we were connected. Uh, we were streaming live for the people to, to be able to listen to our meeting because that's part of the, the law is we have to make it accessible to the public. So it can either be live accessible or that we would have to put it up within 48 hours, a recorded meeting for them to listen to as well. But IT has been great, and I know that you rely on them a lot even before this. So just want to make oh, yeah. sure we, we recognize yeah, we IT. Yeah, thanks for doing that because we've – in fact, I emailed uh, Jeff Romney, uh, the IT director, this morning. So I know we've asked a lot of you guys here lately, and you guys have come through, and we appreciate it because they really have. We've asked uh, – these, these are two different, different times of how to you know to operate our office day-to-day, and we've asked for some technology uh, additions or something to be downloaded on our computers so we can work – uh, spaced out or work from home, things like that, and they've come through and done a really good job for us. They're great. Uh, and actually, speaking of our commission meeting, and I know you want to know as well as an official, but we're we're actually meeting again uh, this month, next Monday, um, uh, via electronically, and we're going to do it the same format through the um, Twin Lakes conference call, and and we'll be our IT department will stream that live through our webpage, our county webpage. So. For those that are listening and want to know about the county commission meeting in Putnam County, we will meet again, uh, actually do committee meetings starting at 530. And uh, as soon as the committee meetings are over, uh, we will go into our full commission meeting. And that's, you know, it's it's different for us. And, of course, Steve, you were county commissioner before you became assessor. You you know how the meetings go. And um, But the commission that night on the 30th, March 30th, they were wonderful. They were patient. Uh, they didn't talk over anyone. The county clerk and, and Mayor Porter and Jeff Jones were in there with me and helped me get through the meeting. And, of course, the county clerk's all about has to record the minutes. And so 
Wayne and I were constantly communicating with, with Mayor Porter and Jeff Jones, our county attorney, and it was great. So we're going to do that again next month for Putnam County Commission meeting, or this month, I should say. Not sure what's going to happen next month in May. We'll, we'll cross that bridge on April 30th or May 1st, but we'll get there. Back to you, Steve. I'm glad. I don't want to get that announcement out there so we can be, be transparent. Sure. But sure. Back to, and you mentioned your employees are working at home. Uh, and they have right. that opportunity, and I think it's that's great that you've given them that opportunity, and it's great for our taxpayers knowing that our employees are still working, still providing oh, yeah. those services for the public. Well, right. We, we and also, I mean, to to you know, to they're home working, but everything we do, uh, there's reports on the backside of that. So you know, we we know they're working. Uh, they're having. They're under. We're under a deadline with the personal property. Most all of them are working on that. Uh, they're reporting in to their appropriate supervisors. Uh, through email daily, uh, so things like that. So they, they're trying to do some kind of normal schedule, too. Uh, I have found out from this is the first time I've really worked from home much myself ever in, in my career of working, and, and it's not an easy thing to, to work from home, I don't think. You feel kind of isolated uh, from everything and everybody, and, it, and it's a little bit tough. So we've been reaching out to them and, and making sure they're okay and, and also you know checking to make sure that we're, we're being productive also. And I, and I was in there uh, a couple times since all this happened, and, and you and I had talked about what they're able to do, and, and obviously they are being productive, but you have staff in there working, and they are, I will say, uh, adequately uh, distanced from each other where there's no health concerns there. Uh, I want to get – we're about a minute and a half from the closing this segment. Well, I'm going to start next segment with your field appraisers, but before we close this segment – the personal property tax returns were due March 1st. They should have been postmarked or delivered to your office by March 1st. Of course, some things have happened, but the state did not grant an extension on that, did they? They have not. I've asked about that. I've sent out emails. I had a request for, during this time, what kind of questions do you have or concerns. And and my, my, my concern list was pretty long. I sent out, uh, and I got some responses back. But, no, they've not extended that. That deadline is still a hard deadline. Uh, still a statutory deadline, and it's still, uh, it is what it is. And even though it's currently late, if you hadn't turned it in now, you are stressing to get in next week because uh, there's a process for the Board of Equalization, correct? Right, there is. And and the reason the next week is a key is May 20th, another statutory date that they've not extended. Uh, we have to have change notices mailed out of any change of appraisal for its real property, personal property, and we won't get those uh, entered so you know if there's been a change, you know, if there's been an error or something that you turned in, maybe you didn't mean to put on your personal property, because self, personal property is self-reporting. So uh, it gives them a chance to review their values, and we want those in. You can turn those in, and I stress to get them in before June, if you can, when the county board meets, because they can't accept late filings. We cannot. We have to force them. Is it, is what the language it's used. Appreciate that information. For those people that are not aware of the property tax, personal property tax deadline, um, it, it has passed. That Steve just gave you the information to get it in. If you're a business owner out there, get that information in as quick as possible, and so that way you're not forced an assessment that maybe, and that what that forced assessment means is they could actually owe more through a forced assessment than what they do actually owe by filling out that return. So good information, Steve. That wraps up our first segment. Uh, this has been Rogers. You're listening to Trending. My guest is Steve Pierce, the Putnam County Assessor of Property, and we'll return just in a moment. We'll talk more about his field appraisers and how this is affecting their work out in the field.
Welcome back to Trending. This has been Rogers, your host, and my guest today is Steve Pierce, the Putnam County Assessor Property. I wanted to have Steve on this week to talk about uh, all the things that's happened in our county as far as, you know, with tornado damage, and his office has been working on that. We hadn't got to it yet. We're going to talk about revenue and how COVID-19 may be affecting some of that issues, and, and we'll have more budget talks as we go on through the next few weeks in Putnam County and other counties as well. We talked about, Steve, your daily operations that, that's continued through the COVID-19 and actually tornado stuff, uh, and I want to get to that here shortly, but you said you have two field appraisers that are actually out in the field, and you have two inside the office, which you ad- said adequately distance apart, you know, social distancing. They're, they're working inside the office, and they rotate. Are the field appraisers being able, are they able to cover just as much as they normally would with everything going on? How's that going? They have, they have been. It, it's, it makes it a little tougher on everybody. Um, I think, uh, for, you know, it, it just does. But yes, they've, they've, we've had two out working. We, we worked on tornado damage, which took us somewhere around four to six weeks. And it kind of put us behind in some of our other work, new construction, uh, doing some review that we, we were mandated to do through the reappraisal plant. Uh, so they are, they are out working. I mean, I think, our first two weeks that uh, uh, one of our teams, two-man teams, were out, they measured 55, I think, houses that were new constructions. So uh, you know, they were they were able to get a lot done, and now those two guys are in those offices, uh, separate offices uh, we have uh, that are uh, entering that data on the computer for those. They do drawings and, and enter the and do a complete appraisal for taxation uh, for for those homes that they measured. Have have any of the appraisers run into any scenarios with maybe a, a house uh, owner uh, where they're, they're asking like, well, "Hey, this is there's a, a virus out. You you shouldn't be here." Is there anything like that happened with your guys? No, no, we've not had any. I have our initial procedure was to knock on the door, tell them we're there. We've actually not been doing that because of that reason. You know, we don't want to touch uh, somebody's doorknob. We don't want to uh, you know get in the in the the smaller space or requirement of that six foot social distancing. So we just we just have been coming in, and we have uh, our trucks have logos. Our guys are wearing lanyards with badges to signify who we are. So and we just been uh, operating in that manner and, and trying to avoid contact with anybody. And most of the time we don't have, we don't see a lot of people uh, when we're out there measuring. Usually somebody's at work, or we may be measuring a new house. It's finished. It's not quite sold, or maybe it's been sold. It's taken closed on it yet, so nobody's living in as far as the, the new construction goes. Right. And so your guys are continued as normal, luckily, and you're taking all precautions, it seems. And, of course, you and I have talked about it already, but you're taking all precautions. So work continues out in the field, which is actually really important. And, and we get, and I, I know you, I think you do as well, we get reports from Mayor Porter about uh, the housing, uh, of course, you get them from the permit office, but people are continuing to build houses and people are continuing to add on despite everything that's happened. That still seems like it's it's either the same level or maybe even a little bit more, wouldn't you think? I think it is. I think the interest rates, I, I was talked with several uh, people a, a lot weekly about the market and things like that because interest rates drop, so it's for good. We see people buying. They maybe were holding off about making a purchase or starting a house. So we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, part of my job is is to make sure these appraisals and stuff are fair and equitable for the, for our county, but also to take care of the staff and, and the people we come in contact with. So my, I've tried to 
you know, not go uh, above what was probably needed precaution-wise. But we've tried to put precautions in very early, protect our employees and protect anyone we come in contact with, too. Good. And I just want to make sure that our listeners do know everything in your office is still operating as far as the functions go, because there are a couple offices in the county that's had to eliminate some part of a service they do just because of COVID-19. But you're in a position where you can still do everything you're, need, you're needing to do for the county. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it may be in a different form that maybe you come in our office and, and pick up some paperwork. Uh, now, I mean, we've been a, we've had that capability for a long time. Uh but we can we can email, we can send, we can meet someone. If someone calls, if you need a document, you really want it emailed, or it's a large document, we can put it on a disk or a thumb drive, or give you copies at the door if you you know if you call. Uh, the courthouse has posted numbers of each office uh, on each door. The doors are locked to to walk in track uh, public, and but we also have those numbers up. You can call, and, and we'll try to you know, try to help you or or whatever we need to do, we're still fully functioning just like we were, just in a different manner. Uh, and each day is, is we're looking toward what we need to do next or what uh, we can do uh, to make us more efficient in, in these different times we're in. Sure. Let's let's kind of re- go to the tornado and, and all that you were involved there. And when it hit that first week of March, you and, actually, you and Tyler Smith, our EMA director, actually were in contact what were those preliminary discussions like when you and Tyler first talked after the tornado hit? Well, I, I had talked, Ben, and we were wanting to uh, – our guys were actually wanting to volunteer that next day after we were asking volunteers. I said, look, guys, I think you really they're going to need us uh, to look at some of these houses and things like that. Let's, let's, and I think that will be a good service because that's what we do. Uh, Tyler and I uh, made a connection there and talked, and uh, – and they were uh, fixing to start the FEMA assessments for FEMA. I think they have either it's about a 48-hour window is all you have to to do those in. And uh, called Tyler that one morning, and Tyler said, "How soon can you be here? And how many can you bring?" So we took uh, all of our field appraisers and myself. We made uh, three uh, two-man teams, and I think there were 11 total of EMA and rescue squad. Maybe also we were three of the teams, so we went over and. Uh, uh, while they were getting organized for us to go out, and, and we spent uh, about the two days, two and a half days, maybe, uh, maybe it was a third day there or something. We did some follow up, but uh, helping them do the FEMA assessments uh, and turning those into FEMA. And that's important for not only FEMA to have for our county and for those individuals that were affected, those survivors, because that the FEMA knows how much damage and what the dollar you know, what the cost is, what the dollar amount that was affected or, or changed by the tornadoes. I mean, that's how that works, right? That's funding. I mean, it's about the funding. I mean, the amount of damage destroyed, you know, they got different levels. Basically with them, you check off levels of, you know, 80% destroyed or 80% um, demolished or, or completely destroyed, 100%. You've got uh, 40% and then down to a 15%. So, you know, it's, you've, you've got to make a decision there while you're there. Uh, there was a lot of, of course, debris, the volunteers and stuff. So mostly we would park, like I'm sure all the other teams did, and we walked those areas uh, they were in. Me and uh, uh, one of our commercial appraisers, uh, Chris Petty, and I went to uh, Charlton Square first, which in that Charlton Square area was one of the hardest areas hit with McBroom Branch Road there or McBroom Chapel Road, I mean. Uh, so uh, and we walked that area. 
uh, trying to get those FEMA assessments done and get those back to Tyler and the EMA uh, so we can turn those into FEMA for the funding, yes. How how difficult was it to navigate through the areas for your for your staff? It, it, it was it wasn't I mean it wasn't bad. You just you have to it was foot traffic only. There's lots of moving, you know. I'm, I'm thankful for all the volunteers. There was volunteers everywhere, uh, and we know that from from the news reports and the paper that they were uh, people from Putnam County, people from Trenton County, really turned out. That well, that was good to see. But and, and we were we were moving. We talked uh, to a lot of the homeowners. They were there. Uh, each one you run into really wanted to talk, and we, and we wanted to listen, uh, and we wanted to tell them what we were doing. Um, and, and it, it was a little bit tough navigating, but it was just mostly, you know, and with us, it was, hey, we got to get this done, help, help, uh, help our county, uh, get the funding they need, uh, for people that have lost homes or have damaged homes or, or whatever the need was. I actually spoken to some survivors and citizens and volunteers and they were, and they knew who you were and your staff and they were thankful there that you were there doing what you were doing. So I appreciate it too. How long were y'all there at the hot zone doing assessments? Well, we were probably there just about two, two and a half days on that portion. We have, it's kind of twofold for us. We had that assessment to do, and then we had, we took a week and geared up, uh, got some procedures in place and things to go back and do our assessment for those appraisals would have to be adjusted of the homes that were damaged, very badly damaged, or uh, um, destroyed so uh, for, for taxation purposes. And I, I met with the state. I had a whole team. I went to Nashville. And I met with the state. I had a whole team of people there waiting for me when I got there to talk about what we could and couldn't do to help our community uh, as far as the law goes about adjusting appraisal, adjusting numbers. And then they also built a app uh, we used on uh, a phone, a cell phone, to uh, record percentage of uh, of adjustment needed for destruction of, of a home, structure, anything. Uh, we actually took pictures within that app. It was really great. They come through and really helped us. We can pull up a dashboard now. I can look at the map and see all of those and how many homes were destroyed, how many were uh, 80% uh, and things like that. So you know, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a lot of planning for that week, trying to get ready for that. That's about all I did. That week was planned for us to start. And that process took us about four weeks uh, probably out to do that, maybe a little more. Sure. But, uh, it, it was it was it was something we had to get done. Right, and then that's a good lead in to start our next segment. Uh, we're going to talk about how that tornado damage affects the real property assessments in the county. When we return, this is Ben Rogers, your host on Trending, and my guest is Steve Pierce, the Putnam County property assessor. We'll return in just a moment. Welcome back to Trending. This is Ben Rogers. My guest today is Steve Pierce, the assessor of property in Putnam County. We were talking uh, as we left last segment about your work and your staff's work at the hot zone where the tornado came through in Putnam County and, and what you were doing. And actually, it was it was twofold. You started out the first couple of days that week uh, doing assessments to help with the FEMA uh, reporting the county has to do, and then after that, you started planning on uh, how to approach this the assessment side on on really the the real property assessment tax roll that that you. Do that's a big part of what your office does is the assessments for our tax row and real property. And of course, we mentioned personal property earlier, and that you know that's just two parts of the penny calculation. How and I know you're not technically finished assessing the tornado damage because it's been there's been so much, and you you know you only have four appraisers. 
but how is that looking? Do you think? Can you give me an idea of the, the of the damage uh, on the real property assessment side? How that affects that that total assessment on real property for the county? Sure, we're we're trying to get some no numbers because we're still entering the data right now. The computer, you can imagine. I mean, I can give you some numbers on what homes we had. I mean, and we may these are kind of preliminary estimated. Uh, from look the dashboard we use, we had about 151 homes totally destroyed. We had about 102 major, which we would consider 80 percent, uh, um, you know, uh, damage to them. And then also uh, we have different levels. We had some that we consider 40 percent, 15 percent, which is kind of guidelines we tried to use. Um, then trying to look at the penny rate and things like that coming up uh, this year. I kind of think it will be somewhere around the neighborhood of 13 to 16 million will probably come off the total appraisal uh, of summary we have for the county. Uh, so, you know, it will definitely affect. But that's, that was our mindset when we went out there. I told the guys, you know, make sure that we capture all, any structures got damaged, let's get it captured because, you know, the people in those areas have been through so much already. They do not need, uh, we need to help them all we can. They don't need to have to worry about paying taxes on something that's been destroyed or damaged very badly uh so that was our and that was all our, our guys were solid my same mindset let's you know we work for the citizens of this county is what we do we do appraisals for taxation but to be fair and equitable is our is our uh, what i take an oath that we will do as an office and then that's been very much uh their concern was taking care of our citizens and but it will affect the revenue that we have uh, coming in, it, it will. So yeah, and and that's the the scenario, or the the ratio, or the equation, really for the penny value. And, and so the the penny value um, is what each penny on the tax rate in Putnam County is worth. And the county's tax rate, total tax rate, is two dollars ninety two point six cents, basically. So two nine two six is the tax rate. So the penny value, each one of those pennies last year uh, for budget, actually for this year, uh, fiscal year we're in, this fiscal year ends in June. So we used a penny value of 166,115. That that included a, a variance rate or delinquent rate as, as some people call it, where uh, we don't expect 3% of the, the uh, property owners to pay their taxes on time by February 28th. So you, do, you enter in a delinquent rate and and base your calculations on that. So the calculation we come up with, and you and and, and I and Mayor Porter and, and Debbie Francis, we all look at that penny value, and we talk about it, then we take it to the budget committee, and the budget committee says this is where we want to go with the penny value and that variance rate, and then that's how we kind of develop our budget. And that's that's why I wanted you on, because this is such a big part of the – but your office and what you do is such a big part of the budget. It's so important. So that penny value – uh, well, usually changes from year to year, and in the last few years in Putnam County, it's went up because big part of that's because of what your office is doing. You're getting out there capturing uh, new new improvements to land and and uh, houses and everything. You're capturing that and and not delaying. And real property assessments are a big part of that penny calculation. Uh, and of course, real property is basically your your land with any improvements on it. So it's that's residential, commercial, and that's a real property. Is and that and you're assessing that. So that's why the tornado affected so much is because it affected real property assessments. So that's just one equation. Um, we're not, as you say, we're not exactly certain what that effect will be from the tornado damage. You have a guess, but you're not sure. You've you got to continue entering in the stuff, and you want to be accurate. You don't want to take 
uh, bad information to the Board of Equalization that starts meeting in June. You don't want to take bad information to the Budget Committee and County Commission, so you want to be close. Uh, that That is a big part of our revenue. So just, just let's just talk about this, and Steve, if I'm wrong, you just jump in, but let's talk about how that real property – if if you're taking off 13 to 16 million dollars of real property uh from our tax roll that obviously will drop our penny down now there you before the tornado hit you and your staff are working to capture growth which as i said people are building houses people are adding on additions to their houses decks bonus rooms whatever uh businesses are starting up there's more personal property uh tax returns coming in because new businesses are coming in there's all there's so many factors in the penny value but if there's no growth, then you're taking off that that damage from the tornado, then your penny's going down. The penny value is going down. So projected revenue would be decreasing for the next year if there was no growth. We've done a preliminary calculation. We don't we're not comfortable officially saying anything, but there have there has been quite a bit of growth, right, Steve? There has. I mean we're still we've we've had growth the last year and we're still seeing the growth. I mean there's I'm thankful for the growth uh that we've had. Uh, economically, it's been good uh, for the people here, but also it's going to be good for the revenue because we're going to have a couple of pieces. We haven't talked to you about the ratio, sales ratio study yet, but the tornado damage and sales ratio study will both affect our revenue in a in a, in a reduction. Uh, so uh, I'm thankful for the growth. It's going to help compensate for some of that. I know, you know, why does that make a difference? And I'm sure you can expand on that. Is uh, makes a difference because uh, to pay for services in the county, uh, the county commission budget committee start looking at uh, uh, ways to pay for that, and if it's in a negative number, you have to look at tax rate. And uh, if we can pick up this growth and add this growth like it should be, uh, then uh, the tax rate increases and like that are not as needed as much because of that. And I, I can't say it's always been the case in the past that uh, these houses or, or structures have been picked up in the past, but since uh, our, our field appraisers and I have been there. We've tried to be very proactive and pick things up uh, as far as picking. We, we, that's the word we use, pick up. It's measure and list uh, new structures when they're completed and ready to be, to be finished, to be lived in, to be used. At that point, we can add them to the tax roll, and we've tried to be very proactive in doing that uh, and get that on the tax roll on the revenue side uh, for the county and also be fair and try to do a fair appraisal of each property. Yeah, and, and we, we're going to get into sales ratios in just a minute, but I want to and just um, expand on what, expound on what you just talked about. County commissions in Tennessee rely so much on property tax revenue when they start their budgets. And now each county does, it, does things differently as far as the budget process, but most of them usually start with the penny value and how much property tax is going to come in. Putnam County, we have a good commission here. We do a lot of budget meetings and discussion, and, and all the department heads are very transparent and talk about the revenue. Uh, I had Jennifer Wilkerson on last week, and her, her revenue that comes in, those fines and fees, is a big part of the operation. But county commissions base a lot of their budget decisions on property tax revenue. If property tax revenue is going to be down, which we don't know yet because of our growth and all that and sales ratio, if it's going to be down, then most county commissions are going to stick with status quo expenditures or whatever. That's why it's so important to talk about property tax revenue. Um, <clears throat> this, uh, other than the tornado affecting those assessments, and you just mentioned sales ratios, that's going to affect the property tax collection for the county. What is a sales ratio, Steve? Okay. 
sales ratio is hard for a lot of people to understand, even probably some people work in county government. Uh, sales ratio is basically, uh, by law, uh, and, and by the, the uh, law gives authority to the State Board of Equalization to put out, put forth uh, when uh, sales ratio studies will be done. We're on a five-year reappraisal plan, which means we do reappraisal every five years, look at market values and price by the current market. Um, every two years outside of that, they do a sales ratio study. And basically what it does is adjust personal property appraisal totals and adjust per, uh, public utility, which is any utility, uh, any uh, state, uh, crossing state lines for a trucking company, um, cell, cell phone companies. Uh, the state does those assessments and appraisals for the, that, that side. And they also uh, get the ratio, the difference uh, in, in what sales divided by or appraisals divided by the sales are. And the market, as we all know, has been climbing for some time now, still going up. And uh, our, our, our appraisals stay the same because our numbers are built off the 2016 numbers. We cannot change that. A lot of people ask, well, you, usually most assessors' offices around the state, they're, they're 10, 15% behind or something like that. Well, there's no, it depends on the market right. because we can't change our numbers. They were built in 2016. They have to remain at those square foot rates per acre rates until the next reappraisal. There's, that would be uh, against the law to change them. Uh, so that's the reason sometimes we're behind, especially if your market's climbing and growing like ours has been here. So right now we're going to come in at a, a, a point eight four two three. Is, is the new rate that we got just yesterday. Uh, the state does that study analysis, and that means that we're a little under uh, 16% uh, under sales now. And that's probably, the, the, I ask if that's typical within the state. Right now it's a trend within the state. In Middle Tennessee is seeing the same trend to most of the counties around us that are one year from reappraisal. We are starting reappraisal in August, and the numbers will be out next year, 2021. But that is... Uh, what most of the counties are seeing around us, too, also. Sure. And we're going to talk a little bit more about sales ratio when we come back, uh, and we won't spend too much time, but I want to get just clarify what that might do to what's, what it's going to do to our penny value. Uh, you're listening to Trending. This has been Rogers, your host. My guest is Steve Pierce, Assessor Property in Putnam County. We'll get some more information on sales ratios and a few more things Steve's doing in his office when we come back. Welcome back to Trending. This has been Rogers. I'm still continuing to visit with Steve Pierce, Assessor Property in Putnam County. We're now talking about revenue for the county and what affects the property tax revenue that's brought in uh, to our county and, and the taxpayers and how much what they're paying. A couple things we've already addressed is the real property assessments, and that's affected has been affected through the tornado damage. Uh, we've talked about personal property tax returns where people own business, businesses and pay taxes on their, their equipment or fixtures or what all they use to operate their business. Um, We've, we're now we're not got to public utilities yet, but one of the things affecting public utilities are sales ratios. And you were talking about this is a sales ratio year. We just got our uh, ratio yesterday. How is that ratio? Bottom line, Steve, just because I want the people to know, how does that ratio affect that revenue that the county commission plans on collecting for property taxes? Well, with the ratio being uh, below a one or one hundred percent. It's obviously going to affect it in a reduction, uh, and, and being that uh, 
we do have a large number of personal property accounts here. Our public utility is a large number also. It makes up a big part of our revenue. It's going to affect those those numbers. I, I think the law, uh, the, the meaning or of the law back years ago for the equalization rate, uh, which is a sales ratio, is meant to equalize uh, that personal property and that public utility because you already have that ratio within the sales uh, and, and the appraisals and the right now. There's no sales on public utility usually or uh, personal property, so that is equalized. And that, that law was put in place to make it equal to real property, and but it does take the total appraisal number and takes it off. Uh, we're all, we were already at a point nine five two eight, so we went from a point nine five two eight two years ago to a point eight four um, two three, and that tells you how how much growth uh, the market is still growing, and uh, that's uh, that's good. But it does affect our revenues right now for this year coming up. Uh, there is reduction, no deduction in revenue and tax dollars. Sure. The growth will help us again. The growth is going to help us offset that because we've right now preliminary. We're still entering some of that. I think last week I looked and since tax time uh, last year, we, we've I know we've entered a little over fifty million dollars uh, on top of, on the tax roll with total appraisal. So we are still picking up some growth, which is going to help offset some of that. And the, the last part you mentioned, well. The part you mentioned, that's the last part of the penny calculation is public utilities and how that's going to be affected by ratios. How are the public utilities assessed? They're actually, they're, they're also self-reporting like the personal property is. The state has a uh, department uh, division they've created that does that, and it's, it's self-reporting. They do some audits of those. Um, and uh, we we don't have a lot of interaction with them. Sometimes we will when they have questions or we have questions about something, but they actually assess it, appraise it, and they bill it uh, for us, uh, for this county. So, uh, and, and they're good to work with, but uh, that is a large number. I think our, uh, our assessment now is $65 million is their total assessment. Uh, that's not the appraisal, but that's assessment. So that you can see that's a large piece of revenue that uh, uh, comes to our county. Sure. And so, as you said, that's self-reporting. The state's working with those public utilities to to assess those, and that's really not a whole lot that you do, but it's a big equation, part of the equation for me as a commissioner and budget committee chairman sure. and, and Mary Porter to calculate those property taxes. And as I said, those commissioners – or looking at property tax projections, and they're looking at sales tax projections, which you don't have anything to do with sales tax. Uh, but obviously, through what we're going through with COVID nineteen, our sales tax probably will stand to see a decrease uh, with uh, with the businesses shutting down and stuff like that. Some businesses, and so these these commissioners in all the counties in Tennessee have big decisions to make in this budget time. And right now it's budget time. It's uh, the, the budget crisis is, uh, I say crisis, it could be, it's, it's heading that way. Um, and so that's a lot to look at. Let's kind of talk a little bit more about the state. You said the state did public utilities. How else does the state assist your office? The state is our assistant and their oversight both. They do monitoring of us quarterly 
to see if we're in compliance with the laws and regulations. And then also they assist in any training, um, anything that we would need, any analysis, uh, things like that. We do have a good relationship with them. Uh, the local, they have a local office here. Uh, they have uh, their main office is the Cordell Hill Building. Uh, since I came on board uh, as the assessor, I wanted to build a good relationship with the state uh, and uh, try to make sure we have that assistance. Uh, I can't say that we we all we both agree every time on a procedure or way to do things, but no, the main thing is we want to follow the law, get the job done, and they've been very good to work with. Uh, so the, they do a lot of help, uh, do help us a lot with different things on day-to-day operations, uh, day-to-day questions. And we've already started working on reappraisal. In fact, this morning I uh, had a call from one of the state uh, regional directors and talked with him, and they've been doing some analysis, getting ready for our reappraisal. They sent me an email this morning. I need to review uh, some rates and things like that from, from sales right now. Uh, so they, they've been good to work with and uh, um, and been very helpful also. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned reappraisal because the county actually starts – reappraisal for Putnam County officially begins July 1. Now, that your work will right. start a little bit later than that. But what's the – we have about two and a half minutes left. What's the reappraisal process like for your office, Steve? It's It's pretty vigorous. Uh, I was uh, elected in 14, and, and we started in 15 uh, with the 2016 reappraisal. Um, a lot of the office has never uh, been involved. They've, they've typically pulled someone in, a retired employee, or had the state do the reappraisal before. Uh, we wanted to do it all ourselves if we could. We did a good percentage of it last time. Uh, it will be that... We won't do any of the quarterly or the review that we have to do uh, quarterly reports on uh, of properties of reviewing 25% of the properties a year, but we will start pricing. We'll order maps with three years of sales uh, on them denoted, and we will use that to price by the state is, like it says now, uh, doing analysis of what it costs to build a, a home per square foot here. We'll have those rates and stuff put in our computer system. It's a lot of it is a lot of manual work. Once we price, uh, say, a subdivision of the land of uh, looking at the lots, how they sold in the last three years, then we go out and do some quality control behind it and make sure that all the lots are comparable. They're the same. They're they're buildable. Um, it, it is a lot. It's a big undertaking for us and, and to get done. Get completed, and uh, we'll start somewhere. We'll do the analysis. Most will continue through July. We'll start in August, and then we have to have those numbers again out by May twentieth of twenty twenty one for someone to be able to appeal their values. Call us to an informal uh, hearing that we can relook at their values and things like that. So it, it is a Somewhat, those are several months, but there's a lot of work to be done in those months. Sure, and and it doesn't seem, but just like yesterday, that y'all were doing reappraisal last time. So that's going to start up next fiscal year. Steve, thank you so much uh, for what you do for our county and your office. Your office is great. I get to uh, talk with your staff. Well, I used to. This kind of has limited a little bit, but you have great people. Uh, they do a great job for the county. Appreciate you. Appreciate your friendship. 
uh, just uh, glad you're glad you're on to share some information. And I just want to throw a reminder out there for um, for those listening. Putnam County committee meetings will be Monday night at five thirty. Commission meeting will follow after that uh, on Monday night. So, Steve, thank you. Uh, appreciate you as always. Thank you. I appreciate being on and being able to share what we do. And I want to thank you. We do have a great staff. We've tried to build a really good staff now, good strong staff, and we're we're working with them, trying to get uh, them trained and some certifications, things like that. So we're trying to move forward and and do well. And I appreciate all you do for our community, also, Ben. Oh, you're welcome, Steve. Y'all do a great job, and I'll talk to you soon. And uh, thanks for all that are listening today. This has been trending, and this has been Rogers. And I'll just visited with uh, Steve Pierce, Putnam County Assessor. We'll see you next week for another show.